2: now
3: Thank you
4: All right, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. As always, I'm your host, Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and joining me today, one more time, my good friend, first time in the new year, Colin, my good friend Colin Plume from Noble Gold Investments. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you. I'm,
5: I'm good. I'm good. I got some of my favorite items here on the desk. Got some silver. Oh. I got some gold. I'm just... I'm enjoying, uh, I'm enjoying life. Yeah. Everything is, is good over here. Yeah. This is, you know, it's funny. I never this, this, uh, not to get into the product too much, but this Valcambi bar. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen this before, haven't you? Absolutely.
4: Yes. Yes. I have. Yeah.
5: And it's, you can break the pieces off and they're, they're, they're fungible here. It's hard to see in this camera, but basically yeah. you can drop. This is a 50 gram gold bar and you can break it off into 1 gram pieces to to barter with. And it's sort of when you think about gold, it's always sort of shocking that like this little quarter, this tiny little quarter is mm-hmm. worth like $65. Just right. a tiny little piece. So anyways, I was just uh, playing around with some of the some of the inventory here and just going through some of my favorite. And this is the 5 ounce America, the beautiful my my probably my favorite US uh, minted coin and, and modern day coin. I think it's just absolutely gorgeous. Yes, it is. Um, I, I've, I've got my own quarter ounce gold walking
4: Liberty right there or Liberty Eagle, yeah. whatever they call them nowadays. But you know, I, uh, I always tend to buy gold in ounces, silver in ounces, all of it in ounces. You know, I mean, I just I, I like the value that you get for that. But I often think about, you know, what happens if the ish does hit the fan, that proverbial day that we hit a Mad Max uh, future. And, uh, you know, I mean, how are you supposed to break off little pieces of, of a one ounce gold coin with those volcombi uh, one gram bars? I mean, it makes it a lot easier to do like an exchange of value for something.
5: Absolutely, and I think that's why you know the smaller denominations are going to make more and more sense. You know, gold hits five thousand dollars an ounce. You know, you have a a one ounce five thousand dollars piece. There's not a lot of things you can sort of trade and barter. Well, I guess if the thing the cost of goods continues to go up, maybe five thousand dollars won't be that much money. Set of tires. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, I think it is it is important to uh, to think about uh, the smaller denominational pieces, and I have clients. That I think we talk, I have one client in particular. He's been trading with his mechanic for 25 years. They oh, they trade in um, in silver. He's always traded in silver. Anytime he gets anything done in the car, he pays the guy in silver. And uh, but it's funny. The last time I talked to him, he's he said to me, "He goes, you know, I know it's fun. We're trading in silver, but I probably don't want to give up my silver right now. Right? I should probably just." <laughs> They're probably giving them some paper money uh, instead of the silver uh, that I own, and uh, so you know I think people are sort of changing their tune, so to speak. And and gosh, I mean the the states right now, I mean there's I don't know if you've seen some of the initiatives being passed, but Wyoming is looking to to make gold and silver legal tender again. Uh, there was I think three or four states at the end of last year that are moving legislation in this way. Nevada. I know about the the the, uh, the
4: the gold back. It's like a paper currency, but it's made with gold foil. And so, like, I want to say, like, the one they one five, ten, twenty dollar denominations. But like the one dollar, it's worth like sixty five bucks or something like that. So it's probably about a gram of gold.
5: Probably about a gram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've yeah. seen I've seen that that kind of currency out there. And I I think what's happening on the state level is because there's so much talk about this stablecoin, there's so much talk about these CBDCs and these digital currencies that I think on the state level, the the governments are saying, well, listen, if we can carve out something that that has value here and and focus on gold and silver, making gold and silver something that the citizens in our state have, we're going to have an advantage if we convert over to this currency that the government's really been sort of talking about a lot yeah. of people are fearful of and so it's it's interesting on the state level that in a way they're trying to weaponize their their citizens with real money, sound money, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to to what the federal government's trying to do, which is obviously suck out uh, a lot of their value by by having everything sort of digital and and you know obviously there, we get a lot of these questions about you know, how would we go to this digital currency and, and you know, how it would it transition? And, you know, my, my firm belief is that they're going to get away from change first. That's what mm-hmm. I think is the first thing to happen.
4: Yeah.
5: Uh, they'll make an argument that it's uh, it costs us too much money or it doesn't make sense. So that's probably the first step. And then once they get people comfortable with that, uh then they're gonna try to to institute this this digital currency and and because where does where does our debt go at this point? Thirty one, thirty-two trillion? I mean, at some point uh the world is gonna say enough is enough. They're gonna wanna get paid back on some of these debts that we have. And and how do you how do you get paid back on debts that we don't have enough money to cover? And and probably the only way to do that is is to uh is to convert to a to a digital currency.
4: Yeah, and even if we do try to go about the process of paying people back, paying different countries back, you know, I mean, are they going to continue to accept the american dollar i mean there's a lot of talk about these various nations moving away from using the united states dollar i mean for purchase of oil or the united states is uh is kind of persona non grata with the brics nations at this point i know we're still doing business with uh with china on a limited basis and then of course with india but russia they don't want anything to do with the us dollar i mean they are yeah. getting other nations to trade in rubles and and china is doing the same thing with the yuan So, you know, I mean, and the dollar continues to lose value every single day. So I think your mechanic friend is right. Probably or excuse me, your client with the mechanic is probably right. He should be hanging on to that silver because the more that he gives to the mechanic, uh, the more money he's basically given away because that silver and the gold continues to hold its intrinsic value, whereas the dollar buys less and less every single day. And at that point, when they do switch us over to a digital currency, I mean, it's not just the idea that, you know, cash doesn't exist anymore. Uh, you know, it, that's like a, a form of enslavement, as far as I'm concerned, because what's going to come along with that requirement to do business in the digital currency? You know, I mean, are, are we going to have to be registered? Are they going to make us chipped or are they going to make us uh, give a proof of vaccination, whatever it might be? But with the use of real money, with the use of precious metals, you know, we can maintain that uh, that kind of economy below the surface, not necessarily a black market economy, but just an alternative economy, a parallel economy. I I like that a lot better.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's funny you're talking about being chipped. And and I think of all the smartwatches and the smartphones. And Mm -hmm. I mean, we're already we're already chipped in, 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 in that way. Right. I mean. They just—they haven't figured out how to way to to put it in our body yet. But it's it's basically attached to our body at this point. And and I think you're right in terms of the digital currency does give the government a, another level of control into our finance and our our day to day living. Right? They're going to mm-hmm. have access to everything. They're going to have access to how we're spending our money. And and you know and, and I think you know it's interesting when you think about you know, uh, credit cards and, you know, credit cards are able to obviously gather so much data. And this is data that, that the government really wants, you know, they, they want that data of, of where you're spending, what you're spending it on. Should it be taxed really is what it comes down to and and sort of how can they get their, their hands on it and, and, and also track trends. You know, one of the things that, I think the government in the US especially was was missing out on was the fact that they 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 were so slow on crypto they they missed so many trends that were happening they were just They closed their eyes to to what was happening and now they're saying, well, wait a minute. You know, if we can create this digital currency and we can, we can have access to it, we have, we have a lot more control than, than what we've ever had. Um, so it's going to be interesting. This, and we've had this in this country. One of the reasons this country is so great is you have this, this, this situation where you have states that create laws. And they can do it in a way that's much faster and easier. And then you have the federal government. And so you have a number of states that are trying to create these principles, these sound money principles. And these principles will give that state some autonomy, uh, also some wealth by by them receiving and trading in gold and silver and, and being able to move away from the U.S. dollar. And I think that's what everybody's going to do. Now, other countries... Have been stuck with us because of of U.S. treasuries. But as you mentioned, you know, a lot of them are moving away from it. Uh, A lot of them don't want to have U.S. debt as, as sort of their backbone. And that's why when you see 2022, if you, the World Gold Council said it was the biggest buying of gold by central banks that we've had in, in 11 years before that. So, obviously, you see these central banks buying tremendous amounts of gold, um, you know, across the board, and, and they're sort of preparing themselves for many years of this recession, many years of this decline, and they want to have assets on their books that, that makes them strong and also potentially, uh, you know, solvent if if we do have a problem, if we do you know, does the U.S. potentially file for bankruptcy? Is that, is that in the cards? You know, we've seen countries like Spain and other countries, uh, really stuck with a lot of their debt. And you saw hedge funds try to call in the debt from, from different countries. Um, but what would stop somebody from doing that from the U.S.? Uh, and at this point, we've had, we've had control a lot of the economy. We've had a lot of infrastructure, but now with this, this gig economy, with this nomad economy that's happening, you know, a lot of wealth is being moved all over the world. And so we don't have that sort of stranglehold that we had, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Also. We're just not the desirable place to live that we used to be and mm-hmm. i think that that's sort of we always had that to, to that it was the safest place and the most desirable place and i think that now you know obviously i think you know safety is is paramount but also education you know our, our education levels have dropped considerably in this country we're not we're not the leader in that anymore and so i i think that because our country has become so much less desirable to to, to live in and focus on, um, it's exposed us to to vulnerabilities in other parts of the world, and and that's made our our currency much weaker. Absolutely, uh, fortunately.
4: Right. So you may, you made me think of an interesting point. I mean, with regard to that uh, power and influence that we've been able to kind of wield over the world at large, and certainly the Western world. Um, You know, I think that is actually in danger of uh, of being lost as well. I mean, the the current regime that we have in Washington, D.C., is essentially just bumbling from incident to incident. It seems like I'm sure that you saw the article from Seymour Hersh about the explosion at the Nord Stream one and two pipelines i i think you know for me anyways i kind of assumed that the united states was behind it because it you know it damaged russia obviously and it took germany kind of further away from that cozy relationship that they were building and it forced them to start getting their natural gas and their fuel from the united states or, or sources that were friendly to us um but it's as a result of that article coming out, uh, there is now some rumblings in Germany, uh, from German government officials, uh, people in parliament. They seem to be pretty upset at the idea that the United States would have been behind it because it's not just like an act of war against Russia. I mean, it's a direct uh, uh, you know, provocation that would affect the people of, of Germany, probably put many lives at risk and really kind of upset the apple cart, if you will. Uh, so I heard rumors that Germany, it, you know, perhaps in the next couple of weeks, we might hear them come out and make an official statement. And if they step away from NATO, if they join the BRICS nations as a result of this, I I mean, think about the amount of influence that the United States would lose just over there in Europe. And, uh, you know, I mean, if that starts to happen on, uh, on, a, on a global scale, you know, nations start moving away from the United States and towards other nations as their source of strength or, or as to who they're looking for, for uh, support and for energy purchases. I mean, that could significantly weaken us strategically on, a, on so many levels.
5: Yeah, and Germany did it, uh uh did take back their gold uh, yes, about yes. about four years ago, I wanna say, um, which which sort of shocked the US and shocked the world, uh, because you know, obviously after after World War Two, um, you know, there were a number of countries that that kept their gold here uh as as a safety mechanism as a, a trading and bartering mechanism um and they basically said they wanted their gold back cuz they didn't they didn't trust us mm-hmm. uh, they didn't they didn't trust uh that the gold was safe um that they were in good hands and, and so we had to send you know send that gold back uh which is in a lot of ways kind of a slap in the face to us that they that we didn't have that sort of
2: Order now
1: fighterflare.com
3: that trust
5: built in. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 think that, you know, when you look at the world where, where the U S stands, you know, I think you're a hundred percent right. And, and and you're right. Germany would be a, a massive blow for us in Europe. Uh, one of the strongest, uh, countries economically. And, um, you know, we've had a, you know, a relationship with them. That's, that's been, you know, strong, uh, obviously for, for, for a long time. So that's, that is sort of a, a scary situation that we have to to, to to sort of manage here and 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 you're right and and I think that it's just talking about our administration and what they're doing um you know they haven't really promoted anything that would put us ahead of where we are uh in terms of economics mm-hmm. you know we you know, we've pushed a lot of, uh, you know, the, the agendas. There's a lot of solar energy agendas. There's a lot of these agendas, which I think long term will, will help us and obviously help silver. Um, but in terms of where our economics are at this point, um, you know, we need to be more forward thinking, really, um, focusing on helping entrepreneurs, you know, kind of grow their, their, uh, their business and not, uh, hamstringing them with, with regulation at this point. And, you know, this, obviously this administration, it's not, it's not their agenda to, to, to do that. They're, they're more focused on, uh, on uh, you know focusing on on votes and 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 I think you know it's important obviously politicians look about you know being popular and, and doing things that that feel good and you know that's why they they had this you know this college bill last year where you know people didn't have to pay back their debts and you know all these things that that really economically didn't make any sense but to your point we're we're in we're in a, a wartime situation whether we mm-hmm. acknowledge that we've you know even though we're just sending dollars, we are, we are training troops, we are sending weapons, uh, into the Ukraine, and that's going to have an effect on us, uh, economically. It's going to have an effect on our debt. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's why we're sort of, you know, uh, trudging along this year. And, and, and I think interest rates are, are a big talking point, but, but I think just our overall debt is probably the the biggest thing that we should be focused on. Yeah. Um. And and, and you know I, I read an article uh, today talking about you know they pulled uh, millionaires here in the U.S. and thirty five percent of millionaires said they do not feel easy in retirement. They don't think they're going to have a comfortable. Reti- this, these are millionaires. Yeah. They, they don't feel comfortable in retirement, mm. and, and that's that's sort of uh scary for, for regular people to think that people that have saved up that are millionaires, they don't even feel comfortable being able to sustain their their cost of living in into retirement. And I think that's that's something that we should really be really focused on right now is what can we do um to get us back to being that you know economic superpower? What can we do to get, get people where they can go to that next phase in their life and, and enjoy that, enjoy their golden age. And, you know, unfortunately you got people working in their eighties and, you know, mid eighties working gig jobs and Uber and and, you know, this isn't really the, the country that we sort of founded. You know, at that point in your life you should be, you know, living comfortably and, yeah. and enjoying the the fruits of your labor. Uh, And it seems to be trending in in the opposite direction.
4: No, absolutely. I mean, it speaks volumes about the insecurity that all Americans feel right now. I think it's shocking to hear that 35 percent of millionaires are in that position because, I mean, I just know among rank and file Americans, I heard that uh, 401k, early 401k withdrawals are up, I don't know, 40, 50 percent, something insane. I mean, higher than they've ever been. And, you know, obviously when you take that money out ahead of time, it's not going to be there for you when you retire. I mean, and it makes, uh, you know, it means that you're just going to have to keep working for that much longer. And yeah. with the, the, uh, you know, increases in inflation and, and the, uh, the, uh, the, the buying power of the dollar just continuing to decrease, I mean, you know, how, are you ever going to be able to retire? That's the real question. And, yeah. uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm wondering how, the precious metals uh, uh retirement products have behaved during this time when obviously the traditional stock market is really not doing all that good um and if 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 it has been successful more successful uh have you guys seen any institutional uh or governmental bodies getting in on this in the same way that people were with the uh the crypto craze a couple of years ago
5: you know we we deal with uh household investors we mm-hmm. deal with trusts. We deal with, uh, you know, we have a lot of, uh, professionals that refer us, uh, and we've definitely seen an uptick in a lot of the professional referrals from, uh, accountants and attorneys and, and, you know, we've become their go-to place to, to refer clients that are looking to carve out some of their funds, uh, into, into retirement. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, you look at gold last year up 2%, which, it's not great but when most uh, other large investments were down 10 to 25% yep. uh people were pretty happy with the, the 2% growth last year in gold um overall silver was about the same last year so and it's interesting with all the inflation every product under the sun gone has gone up 10 20 30 40 60% you name it every item that has a limited supply from eggs to, to food to fruit, I mean, you name it down the line, gold and silver really haven't taken off that yet. You know, they haven't seen that that push that a lot of people have been anticipating. Um and I think that's that's typically a pretty good good sign uh for for the future. We haven't seen that sort of bull run and 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 I think we're we're gonna have it. And it's similar to When I was in real estate, it reminded. I talked to. uh, I sold some real estate, some commercial real estate in Oklahoma, and I was talking to them about the craze, the real estate craze. And you know, the the guy that I talked to was uh, owned a lot of cattle and a lot of real estate. And you know, he said basically most of the country, the the coast, you know, the the real estate goes like this, right? Just and he said Oklahoma is kind of like this, right? It's kind of never goes that like here but never goes down here. And I think you can make the same analogy to, to gold, especially silver. The trajectory is great. The, the opportunity is big. Uh, and I think silver is, is the, is the new oil. Um, so I think it's going to have that, that rocket ship potential, but it also similar. It's just kind of steady as we go. Um, and I think that's, what's going to happen over the next five to seven years. I think it's going to be pretty uh, steady as we go. So,
4: one thing that i've often thought because it really seems like the prices of gold and silver and, and you know platinum all precious metals they're 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 artificially controlled i mean there's no way that with all of these fluctuations that we see for everything else that we wouldn't be seeing just a a, a grand increase in value uh do you think that uh, it that these that these products are going to be able to break out or is it going to require just the total collapse of the American monetary system. Because if that happens and you've got, you know, 200, 250 ounces of silver just sitting in your bottom drawer, you know, that's obviously going to be worth a lot more than it was the day before.
5: Yeah. No, I, I don't think that, you know, people always ask does the dollar have to collapse for gold and silver to go up tremendously? And I, and I say the dollar is collapsing every day. Yeah. Uh, to some extent uh, a total collapse, obviously it, it would go up much faster, but I, I I think today the way that uh, countries are holding gold, the way that investors are hoarding gold, um, you know, India's it just jumped into the market last year with massive amounts of industrial demand. They they've been gold buyers for for forever, and now they're they're buying silver. They they bought twenty four hundred tons of silver last year. Um, so you have that big market uh, in in India that's buying. So you have all these these new markets. Um, that that never and people say, well, why didn't India buy gold before us? Is they 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 opened two new ETFs in India that that brought tremendous demand. So they didn't have uh, the type of access that that you and I have had to to be able to hoard it and store it. Um, but now they have the ability to buy it and they're continuing to buy it. So you have. The globe really buying gold um, just on an investment side. And then you look at what are all the industrial uses for silver and gold. And you know, gold has, you know, all the a lot of medical devices and heart monitors and a lot of the technology we're using in space, they use for gold, cell phones. But you look at gold and silver, and then, you know, silver is used in solar panels, electric vehicles, and the list goes on and on. So you have this, it's these two items are so unique in that. There's there's nothing like these two metals in that they're they're used in jewelry, they're used in industry, they're used in investment. There's nothing else, there's no other metals that that have this same dynamic where the mm-hmm. demand is is in so many different industries. So I don't know when the breakout will happen, but I know that I want to buy items that are undervalued and I want to mm-hmm. buy items that are in demand. And and the gold production, gold mining, um, you know, Barrick Gold had a monster year last year, uh, you know, one of their mo- most fruitful years last year, a very profitable year. But gold mining in the world only goes up by about 1% per year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you think about all the uses and everything that's happening out there, I still think um, there's a lot of potential in, in these two metals because it's just the, the the industries that use it are so across the board... And, and so different um, and, and so unique. And, you know, you look at, you know, even on um, during the pandemic, um, silver jewelry sales went up by 300% Hmm. because, and, 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 you know, cosmetics in general went up too, right? Cosmetic people wanted to look beautiful on Zoom, I guess, or I I don't know exactly why they went up, but (laughs) but, but silver basically wasn't enough. <laughs> silver wasn't enough, but silver jewelry sales went up by 300% or because people wanted some, some kind of luxury at home. They wanted to feel good at home. So even during a time when other silver uses were skyrocketing skyrocketing too, like zoom and solar panels and everything that's happening, you had this you know, jewelry use that, that went through, you know, to the moon. Um, so I, I think it's just, it's just a fascinating time that we have. And, uh, and I think we're, we're, we're definitely in the early stages of, of a bull run in both of the metals.
4: Yeah, Who has the largest gold mine on planet Earth? Do you, what country owns it? Because uh, I know that Russia's been buying a ton of gold, but I wasn't aware. I know they got some diamond mines, but I wasn't aware if they had uh, gold sources as well.
5: They do mining of gold uh, in Russia. Um, uh, there's a number of African countries. South Africa used to be, but actually there was reports that one of the largest uh, mines in South Africa, uh, and the name will come to me in a second, they've actually had a hard time keeping their their refineries open. They haven't been able to find okay. uh, as much gold. So one of the largest uh, uh, mines in South Africa, it's a 110-year-old mining and refinery. They were only at about 75% production uh, over the last few months. So you know, there's different sources all over the world uh, in, in terms of you know silver, uh, and you know it's obviously mined mostly mostly in Mexico. We do mining of silver in Nevada and, and other parts of the U.S., uh, but it's it's really never enough. And if you look at all these movements of things, we're trying to move towards in terms of energy efficient vehicles and solar panels. That's huge. It, it, it's going to be hard for us to keep up with this uh, with this demand. Well, there's there's no way that they're going to be able to meet the demand. Uh, I,
4: I I did the math one time on all of the silver that they would need if they were going to produce only electric vehicles and put us all on solar panels and so there's just there's not enough of it. <laughs> they, they don't know yeah. about enough of it in the ground. So at a certain point, either they're going to have to get really good with their recycling technologies, being able to extract it from previously used sources, or they're going to have to find some other element that they haven't identified yet so that they can yeah. get it to work right But, um, you know, one thing that I I wanted to mention uh, from our uh, earlier in the conversation uh, millionaires feeling uh, insecure about what's happening. You know, one of the popular investments for many millionaires is the real estate market. And I'm wondering if the depression in the real estate market might have something to do with their uh, current feelings of insecurity. Because if you've got, you know, say two years ago, you held $50 million in real estate. And you're leveraged on all of that and all of your wealth is tied up in those buildings. And then now, two years later, it's depressed, I don't know, say 30 or 40 percent. You know, suddenly you've got a lot less money. Think about Elon Musk. You know, I mean, he, he's famously lost just an incredible amount of money uh, in the tech sector. But still, nonetheless, it's the same kind of concept. And, uh, and so I'm wondering if maybe that might have something to do with it.
5: Yeah, I mean I think it has a big part to do with and I think a lot of those millionaires, a lot of their wealth is probably built up in their house, mm-hmm. which really isn't, you know, a a great way to, to focus on your wealth is have a lot of it tied up in an asset where, you know, I always say, like, well, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna sell it, move to Guam? I mean, that's that's the that's the only way that you can really uh benefit from having a lot of value in your in your home. Mm -hmm. Um, but debt, debt is the big problem with, with, uh, real estate and that's going to be the issue. And, and it, and it really has to do with it, where interest rates are going to be. And I will tell you that, uh, being someone that was in that business, knowing how much debt, how much debt comes due every year, if rates stay high, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of owners, a lot of property owners, big REITs. They are going to run into some pretty significant, significant problems. I, even if, even if everything stayed the same as it is today, they didn't raise interest rates anymore. There's a lot of owners. I mean, especially owners of all this uh, office uh, all over the country, all this commercial office space. I mean, they're. They're really in trouble, and yeah. you know the problem with it is if they if they have debt at three three and a half percent, they're coming do at five five and a half. You know the the banks are looking at well, what's your what's your vacancy right? Mm-hmm. It, maybe they had a normal eight to ten percent vacancy rate, now they're at twenty thirty forty percent vacancy. Uh, how do you underwrite that debt with higher rates and and huge vacancy? Now the bigger issue too with all of this. Is that what do you do with that real estate? Do you hang on and think that the office market's coming back or do you start converting, which uh, uh, there is one major REIT right now, they're converting, they're spending a lot of money and they're going to convert that into residential. Mm. But the massive cost to turn an office building into residential, I mean, there's tremendous cost, plumbing and all the things that you have to do to make it a, a residential building. I don't think across the board, a lot of these companies, a lot of these REITs, a lot of these institutions are going to have the money to make that change. Uh, so we're going to have a massive shift. There's going to be a massive shift of wealth. Uh, and it's, and a lot of it's going to have, it's going to come through bankruptcy or real estate, uh, and, and companies are going to run into some problems. And so you're right. I think that's part of the reason there's this uneasiness is that you had this asset that everybody thought was always so liquid and so valuable, but so much of that real estate wealth was really just built up on, on, on cheap money. Mm-hmm. And, and once that cheap money sort of goes away, uh, you know what what happens at that point, and I think a lot of people are going to be in trouble. And that's why, you know, we always talk about you know being diversified and having assets that don't have debt. That's why these assets are so great, gold and silver, because there's you know these assets don't have debt on them. So it, it is good to have debt, and I I believe in having debt in some of your assets, but you got to have some other things there that if you need money. That you can liquidate and, and sort of, you know, either live on or protect your other assets. So you can't have all your assets uh, in a debt bubble because it, it could present a lot of problems. Well, I
4: think a lot of people got, well, landlords got greedy throughout the pandemic too. You know, I mean, there were there was such a need for people to have a place to live or to move someplace else, maybe because they had to for work or something like that. And they just raised rents kind of just to an insane level all across the country. I think I got a thing here. It says that the median rent in January of this year, So average rent across the United States, $2,000. Like, that's insane to me. I feel like most people would be hard-pressed to come up with $2,000 a month just for their, their home cost, you know? I mean, and then you've got all your bills on top of it. So, yes. you know, I, I guess, really, I mean, do, do you anticipate that we're going to see something like 2008 again? I mean, with just a, a lot of these uh, these companies having to liquidate these buildings, having to get rid of these uh, these, these homes? I mean, because if people aren't willing to to pay for them uh then they're certainly not going to be able to make any money off of them and it, it is going to have to transfer from these failing companies back to the bank and then who knows what happens after
5: that i think they're going to go a lot of buildings are going to go vacant a lot of t- a lot of office buildings are just going to go vacant and if the office building you know you see the major cities having these office buildings where people want to live but mm-hmm. any of these 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 class b plus uh, a buildings in, in not as desirable locations. Uh, I think a lot of them just sit vacant for, for years and years until, till our economy comes back. That's what I think will happen because just the, the overall cost, uh, to, to change them into something else is going to be too much for, for, a lot of investors to uh, to overcome. Well, that's, uh, the be-
4: thing is, if they do that, you know, I mean, how long does it take before they they're able to, like, recoup their money on that? Because, I mean, you can't just change over the entire building. I mean, you've got millions of dollars in costs there. I mean, are you just going to gentrify to the point where, you know, it's like Fifth Avenue, like out of nowhere?
5: I think that a lot of these buildings go back to the banks and they sit, they sit vacant for many years. That's what yeah. I think is going to happen. I, I don't think there's enough money out there in the U.S. to, to, and, and I know we have in a lot of places a housing shortage, but I don't think there's enough out there to, to really fix this problem. Um, and, and, you know, you look at some of these places, some of these 16, 18, 20 story buildings, um yeah i mean even you know you look at texas or los angeles and new york i mean they're begging tenants to come back they're you know they're doing anything they're putting dog groomers in the buildings they're they're creating shows they're i mean they're doing you know they're massage you could get a massage at your i mean they're doing anything to try to get people back but but ultimately the the comfort of of being in your sweats and your and your slippers uh, is never going to outweigh a little show at your office and having to drive into your car. So I, I think we're in we're in for some trouble. I think we're going to see some some of these companies go go belly. I think some big institutions, some of these big office owners, you're going to see them really have problems and then someone that's really wealthy and someone that's got the the staying power will buy them up on, on pennies on the dollar from the banks uh And then you know, fix them up and and kind of move to that new generation, but there's so much square footage there um there's just there's just not enough money to make them mend uh right now and i and I think that's why people really should be cautious right now in what they're doing I think you know, you heard guys like, you know, Jeff Bezos talking about being cautious and things of that nature. But we are in a recession. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in a in a position where we're there's a lot of money going out. We have a lot of debt in this country, so it is a good time to be cautious about your investments, your spending. I mean, these these are times you really need to buckle down because I don't think it's gonna get better for a while. I think we're we're in the midst of uh, some troubled times. Yeah,
4: I tend to agree with you. I think you're right. All right, Colin. uh, Well, do you have anything final that you want to make sure the audience knows uh, before we sign off for today?
5: Yeah, if they want to learn about what we do at Noble Gold Investments, uh, talk to a friendly voice here in the U.S., learn about sound money, learn about precious metals, gold and silver, the things we have here. They're they're interested in in an IRA or, or maybe just getting some gold and silver delivered. Uh, Give us a call at 877-646-5347. Talk to anybody here. Ask a million questions. Get the information that you need. Uh, Check out our company, Noble Gold Investments. Check out our reviews and and learn about uh, what we do and, and see if there's any way we can help absolutely and when you go make sure that you use the
4: url red pill 78 gold so that they know that you heard about it on this program right here all right Um, thank you very much colin i really appreciate you coming here buddy and uh, it's been great hanging out with you
5: thanks so much all right we'll see you